Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Jeff Seckendorf, founder of UTD Scuba Diving, LLC. Very interesting subject matter right from the beginning. I know nothing about it, so we're all going to learn together about this. Jeff learned to dive in 1990 in preparation for assisting with a series of underwater filmmaking workshops in the Caribbean. He went on to dive extensively in the warm waters around the Virgin Islands and the very cold waters of upstate New York lakes. After a long career in the film industry, Jeff co-founded United Team Diving, a global scuba, scuba training and certification agency and scuba equipment manufacturer. In 2020, Jeff purchased UTD, renamed it UTD Scuba Diving LLC, which is solely focused on training and certification. Jeff has trained, traveled the world as a diver to Egypt, Spain, Italy, France, Mexico, Dubai, and the Caribbean, and domestically in all four corners of our country. He's lived in the caves of Mexico and Florida and Europe, and is trained on the MX series of rebreathers, which we'll learn about hopefully, and is a UTD instructor trainer. Jeff has been teaching adults all his life. He spent two decades as a master faculty as master faculty at the main media workshops in the Rockport College and eight years as the owner of One-on-One -on -one Film Training, a mentoring consulting company training emerging, emerging film directors. Jeff is a certified flight instructor and spent many years teaching and competing in competition aerobatics. And, uh, and he lives with his family in San Diego. With that said, welcome, Jeff. Great to be here. I really appreciate it, Rich. Yeah, thank you. And again, as I said in the beginning, this is a, a topic that we've probably all experienced, maybe some of your work, I'm not sure. Uh, but very few of us go underwater. And uh, so tell us, how did your entrepreneur journey start? Uh, give us a little background. Was it a passion you were chasing? Or are you kind of just follow a family trend? Or how did it all get to, how did you come about getting into the scuba business? Yeah, so my my early my, or my first career in the film industry, a lot of that was had a, had a bunch of serendipity in it. I was a child photographer, you know, a kid with a dark room. And that led to um, an early career as a photographer, which led to some TV news, which led to doing some TV commercials, which led to filmmaking. And I ended up with about a 30 year career as a director of photography on movies and commercials. And you know, the film industry, it's a really interesting place to be. Um, you know, one of my producers once said to me that she thought I spent 15 years getting into the film industry and then 15 years trying to get out. <laughs> because often um, in that particular business, which has a shell of glamour around it, you know, I always thought my full-time job was just looking for work and my part-time job was working. So when I was starting to wear that out a little bit, I was looking for some kind of interesting project to do that had an education component to it. And one of my old scuba instructors came along and basically to make a super long story really short, we started a scuba certification and training agency. And then I bought him out in uh, late 2019 and separated the companies. We had an equipment division, which <gasps> happy to be gone. 
and I have the training and certification side. That's what I'm doing. So when you do uh, filmmaking, would we as consumers know some of your product or is that for corporate use or? Uh, no, you know, I was, I was gonna say I was doing mainstream independent movies, but mainstream independent movies are not mainstream. So I did a bunch of independent films. I did a ton of TV movies. Um, my real income came from uh, probably a thousand TV commercials that I shot and directed over the years. But it, this was back 80s, early 90s. So nothing's current. I'm, I'm out of that industry. I'm happily retired and have moved on to, to other cool things. Okay, which we're going to learn about as well. Yeah. But just one more thing: you went from photographer, but that, which you're shooting a lot of different things, but underwater. What was it? What was the attraction of fetching your photography to scuba diving or in underwater photography? You know, the, which that was just a lark. Is that you know I was teaching in this filmmaking workshop for I don't know twenty five years, and they had this crazy idea to do this underwater cinematography workshop and that sounded like fun so basically they said get certified to dive and then you can come in and help us with it and so i spent a winter got certified did as much research and study as i could on underwater you know the physics and all that stuff and then i went and i just i really liked the diving part but it was it was recreation right up until you know i i became an instructor and then we started utd so in your prior years, were you always an entrepreneur? Did you ever work in for a company as a photographer? Or did you just start out doing, I'll call it freelancing, maybe for lack of a better word? Yeah, I've had short runs as an employee. I apparently don't make the world's best employee. So <laughs> Most entrepreneurs um, don't. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had, a, you know, the, the three decades in the film industry, it was freelance all. And you know, every once in a while, something interesting would come along as a project that had a kind of looked like an employee relationship. And I would do those because they're fun. But um, no, I've always had some one, two, three small businesses running at the same time, most of them education related in one way or another. Um, you know, the one on one film training program was awesome, because we mentored these emerging film directors, who had a script or an idea, but didn't know how to tell their story with a camera. So that was a, that, you know, the, I was living in LA then the market was huge for that. We were super busy and, and really helped a lot of people. And that was, a, that was a great, you know, little eight year thing I did um, and really loved it. Really liked that. So do you have some teaching is a passion in you and built into your DNA for training you know, or coaching? Yeah. Teaching, training, coaching, trying to, bring educational techniques out of the box to people who, you know, may not rise well to a, you know, sitting in a classroom or, you know, just mm -hmm. doing a workshop, something like that. So we're trying to find, you know, and we'll get into that too with this, with the scuba thing. We're trying to find new ways always to bring, uh, you know, better training, uh, you know, in a simple way. When you look at education, I'm going to diverge for one second here. When you look at education classically, you know, we, we generally define it as creating a change in behavior in your students, sort mm -hmm. of a traditional definition of education. That change in behavior is worthless if there's no retention, right? You can change behavior right. all day long, but if somebody walks out the door and three days later, they don't recall anything, then you've wasted everybody's time. So sure. really the, the work that I've done 
as an educator my whole life is to really figure out methodologies that help people on the retention part. So they retain what they've learned and retain that behavior change and don't revert to the old behavior. Okay, good. Well, in the second part of the show, where I will jump into the future in which we're doing uh, some of the exciting things you're working on, but let's stay looking back a little bit, if you wouldn't mind. You've been an entrepreneur. You've been been in, on your own for a long time. Uh, if you were speaking to yourself, knowing what you know today, would you do some things differently? Um, that's a good question. I haven't really. we've had really boners, you know, really bad ideas. And some of them we've tried and have been been expensive. And some of them we've tried and have not been expensive. But, you know, I I don't think I would change much. I really, I love the trajectory of my life and how I got to this moment. Um, And it hasn't been all wine and roses, but it certainly has been fun. And you know, I'm still here. I'm still paying the bills, still working. That's part of the adventure, isn't it? If it's, you know, the, I just running into the unknown. Maybe that's why I'm a crappy employee, right? I just don't like <laughs> the, the stability and, you know, the, the security of it. I kind of like the little edge. Um, and, you know, when things have been tough over my life, particularly financially, something always comes along. I don't really mm-hmm. think I've ever been in a situation where it's been dire. Yeah. Maybe uncertain, but not dire. Uncertain is good. Dire uncertain is, is good. Yeah. It keeps that creativity going. Um, how about some things you did well? Did you make some good pivotal decisions that you look back and go, boy, I'm glad I went left instead of right. And cause here I am. Um, yeah, lots of them. I'm, you know, I moved to, from New York to LA and that was a wonderful thing, you know, in the film, being in the film business. And then that got me going on the scuba thing, which, you know, led me down here to San Diego, which is the greatest place on earth, I think. And, um, and really able to focus on this scuba company, um, in the best possible way. So that's a really good thing we did. Um, yeah, it's just been a really nice trajectory you know, I haven't had these entrepreneurial struggles that you hear about where, you know, I, I took a $2 million investment and then everything went, you know, belly up and we didn't know what to do with the money. I haven't had those, you mm-hmm. know, I have uh, really almost never taken money for any of these little companies or startups I've done. I pretty much bootstrapped everything. Uh, the one time I did a small startup that took some investment money it was a train wreck on like so many levels. Um, and we ended up closing. It was a software project and we ended up closing it. And uh, so that was probably the one giant, really bad one that I did. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of these things that, you know, they, they take their natural time, right? So like the, the film training program, right? Started it, ran it really well. And it was time to exit it. It just softly exited. Um, and that was nice. I don't, honestly believe that entrepreneurism has to be a daily struggle Mm. i think people make it a struggle but you know there's a difference between poor and broke right Mm -hmm. poor is a state of consciousness and broke is what's happening in your bank account so as i've been doing my whole life of small companies and startups and things like that 
I've been broke once in a while. Mm -hmm. Thank God, not recently, but I've never been poor. Mm -hmm. I don't have that consciousness at all. And I think that's why when things are looking a little uncertain as you, your word, um, something comes along. Yeah. There's something about that little DNA element in the uh, entrepreneur that just, I love your analogy being poor versus broke. A lot of, a lot of us entrepreneurs have been broke. Everybody's been broke and you hear that yeah. and you build back up and, you know, I mean, that's just part of it. Right. But, you know, if you're poor, then you're just, you know, then you're just telling the universe you don't want anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're going to kind of touch on that a little bit right after this next segment. So let's take a pause. UTD scuba diving, right? Your company. Yep. Um, for our listeners sake, who are your customers uh, specifically? Uh, what else would you like to promote and to let us all know about what UTD scuba diving is doing? So this is your commercial break, Jeff. So UTD uh, is a boutique training agency in scuba diving. There are probably something between 20 and 30 certification agencies around the world. Um, most of them have a presence in the United States and Europe and Asia. So we're one of those. Right, people have heard of Patty and Naui and SSI, and there's a whole alphabet soup of training agencies. So we're one of those. Um, so UTD is actually the certifying agency when you come through our classes. Mm, and okay. you know, very simply, the structure is that we create educational content for scuba. We train instructors in a very specific methodology that we teach, and then the instructors get students. The students pay us for the course content. They pay the instructor for the training and everybody's happy. It's a very simple uh, money model. And fundamentally, we're a, product, we're a publishing company, uh, you know, digital. Publishing. So are you the, does the consumer come directly to you or does the consumer go to an instructor who is licensed under your training? B, yeah. The, the instructors are basically the brand ambassadors. So we have a, we have a sort of a corporate core that we use for marketing and promotion. But uh, when people come to us directly, we guide them off to an instructor. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out, so our listeners would not get directly to you for your services if they had an interest in scuba diving. Well, they can, but, but I'll, you know, then they'll see if our philosophy is appropriate for them and then we'll guide them to an instructor in their region. Got it. Okay. So, so which brings a question, is there, I assume, is there different methodologies or theories or pr practices re regarding different techniques for scuba diving? Yeah. And they're dramatic. Well, they are, they are, they are dramatic, right? So you can go to Groupon and get a $99 scuba class and you're certified in three days. Mm. You may not be safe and you may not enjoy it, and you may not have learned anything, but you're certified. You get the card that says, okay, I'm a certified scuba diver. We have a whole different tack. We started this agency with a group of technical divers, deep, te deep technical divers, cave divers, very experienced divers, you know, diving one form, but having to teach through recreational agencies in another form of diving. Like for example, for the divers, who are listening, right? We never touch the bottom. We never kneel on the bottom. We never kneel on the bottom of a pool. You know, we regard that ocean floor as really sacred. Mm -hmm. So 
the first thing we do with people when we teach them to dive is teach them how to breathe to maintain this really nice level of buoyancy where they can control where they are in the water. We, we don't give them equipment until they've got that down. In a, in a traditional weekend scuba class, you're going to go in the pool, they're going to give you a ton of equipment, they're going to teach you how to use the equipment, but often you're not taught how to dive. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different methodology. We have a very vertical training program where the things you learn in your initial open water day one class are the exact same techniques you're going to use all the way through your more advanced class, deeper classes, cave diving, wherever you go with diving. There's nothing, you don't ever have to take a left turn and relearn. So, you know, we're boutique and we love that, you know, we're, we're small and powerful and we love that. And are you um, for the more serious diver? Is that what you'd be more attracted to? Or they be serious diver would be more attracted to you? Yeah, maybe. Um, is one way to look at it. I think people who love the lifestyle around diving are, are drawn to mm -hmm. us. You know, we have a good community and, you know, we have a couple of interest, really interesting training programs, including the coaching program, which we'll get to, I think in a few minutes, yep, but we are. Um, yeah, it's, it's UTD scuba diving.com formerly unified team diving. And uh, you know, there's a simple website. It's got all the material on it. And certainly anybody can just hit the contact button and that goes to me. Perfect. Pretty, pretty lean organization. All right. So just give me a little tidbit of uh, information. What is MX series of rebreathers? Um, it's a manual series of rebreathers that we no longer support. Okay. That is, we don't really a, need to go down that road. All right. We won't do that anymore. Okay. So that's a technique. All right. A little highlight. Any favorite place that you did some diving just for the fun of it for our listeners? One of your oh, most, yeah. one most oh. fav favorite places? Um. So I've, you know, I've done a lot of diving and much of my diving has been teaching. So my opportunities to go do fun dives, you know, I take those really seriously. So, you know, grabbing my wife and running down to Cozumel and drift diving at 20 feet, that's amazing. Uh, the Red Sea, you know, we've done trips there. So, you know, my fun diving is when the two of us can go someplace and there's no stress and no nothing. And that's my favorite kind of diving. Just, just enjoying the day. Great. Yeah. And at the other side of the coin, I spend a lot of time teaching instructors. And that's those aha moments that come up are really satisfying. Yeah, sure sounds like you found your passion in life. Let's dive into the next part of the program, which is more future looking. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if your industry was affected. I'm sure it was by COVID, uh, which is called essential now. Uh, recession resistance, 2008 financial crisis. We have all the headwinds of 2022, you name them, we got them all in one year. Got some more of those heading into 2023. So tell us about how you're navigating your business. Are you growing, expanding? Maybe you have some new exciting things on the horizon. Uh, let's talk about that. So uh, how do you see uh, the next, let's say the next 20, 12, 24 months? as far as uh, being an owner of a company? Well, so going backward first is that COVID actually served us okay because I took, I bought this company in 2019 with a plan to rebuild it in 2020. And it was awesome that nobody was diving in 2020 because it gave us all this headroom to redo the content, redo the website, get everything up where we wanted it to. So COVID at the onset didn't crush us and then when we were done, the pandemic wasn't. So mm -hmm. then there was a period of time where people couldn't dive. 
and that that was a little bit stressful what did you call it earlier um not headwinds yeah yeah that was a tough period but it was a tough period for all businesses so you know we weathered that like i said to you earlier i bootstrapped everything i've done so we you know had enough money to get through it we're very lean um you know the the people who work with us are mostly attached by contract so you know we didn't have big payroll and stuff to have to make so once diving opened up again 2021 we just lit ourselves on fire and we've always been innovative we've always done new stuff and tried things and been copied in a you know flattering way but you know i'm a i'm a masters athlete i race my bicycle mostly on the track i'm chasing you know this crazy hour record um, <laughs> on the bike in my age group and um and i'm a record holder in different events so you know, for years and years and years, I've been a coached cyclist, you know, in my chosen thing, which is endurance cycling. And so I had this thought that why aren't we using the exact same model for scuba diving? You know, we could look at scuba diving as a sport. And so we built this UTD scuba coaching program, wherein we've it's a little semantics, but the students, we call them clients and the instructors, the UTD instructors, we call them coaches and people come into the program. They pay a monthly fee. We give them a calendar, a way to communicate with their, their coach. And we, every week populate their workout calendar. If you're listening to this, I'm doing air quotes on workout. Um, and those workouts might be an academic chapter. They might be a podcast. They might be a video. They might be some homework. They might, and, and they, you know, based on it's a one-on-one relationship with the coach, we, you know, they know, we know how much time they have, how much money they have, how much, um, what their schedule is like when they're diving, when they want to sit at home and do homework. And we program all this out for them over a long period of time. So we've taken this process of scuba education and slowed it way, way down. So instead of two weekends, maybe it's four months or six months. We've had people in since the beginning, two years. We've had people change goals in the scuba program, right? Where they come in recreationally just to get better skills and learn a little bit about more about it. We get them a fitness program. That's all part of it. They get stronger, they get better as divers, they start to integrate the things they learn in scuba into their lifestyle. And then we've had people move from recreational to technical, we've had people move from technical to our leadership program in coaching. And it's just been nothing short of amazing to just sort of change the way people learn to dive and get this race for a certification card off the table and really focus the training on training. You know, we have a, yeah. a saying that you have to, you pay for training, but you earn certification mm-hmm. in this model. You, you really are focused on the training and the education. Uh, and I think, you know, the last little piece of that is that, and what I learned as a cyclist, both trying to do it on my own, which never works. Self-coaching for me is horrible. And having a coach, coaching doesn't just make me faster on the bicycle. Coaching makes me a better cyclist mentally nutrition hydration 
race management, equipment, aerodynamics, all there's such it's it's all of that together makes me better. Mm -hmm. The scuba coaching program makes you a better diver, not just a, a more certified diver. And it's just been this amazing shift in in industry. And you know, of course, we're pushing an elephant uphill because nobody else is doing it, but in our end, it's been great. Are you building a community? It builds a community. The coaching clients work together. They become friends. Some coaching clients bring in other clients and we build these little pockets everywhere. And, uh, you know, we've always had a strong community, you know, within the organization, but now it's, it's even more powerful. You know, I'm not, again, I don't know anything first thing about what, what you do actually from scuba diving, but I can gather from your passion, your heart in the matter, you're, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a it's a organism that you've put together that's not just like I said I'm not going to get the certification so I can go on a weekend trip down to the Caribbean and go scuba diving I could do that or I could do scuba diving and understand the wholeness of it and all the other components seems like that's that I'm getting out of the conversation here you know it's interesting cycling um, the kind of training that I'm doing at this pretty high level is it's so much more than cycling for me. It, it infuses my life, right? Mm -hmm. With, you know, an attitude of don't quit, an attitude of work hard, an attitude of, you know, this can show other people, you know, a, a, a way to have purpose. You know, I'm 68, I'm trying to get this record when I'm 70. So there's a lot of that element to it that I've learned in cycling that I apply to my daily life, you know, just in, in structure and nutrition and being healthy and feeling good and, you know, being considerate and all this other stuff that I, you know, I pick up from cycling, we take all of that and we put it in scuba diving. So part of this coaching program is to take our clients, which we used to be students, and guide them to a way that they can learn things in scuba diving that apply to their life. Um, you know, be it simply health and fitness or more complex team skills, team work together, team training, all of that. There's a lot to be had in what we bring to people, uh, you know, as, as lifestyle. And it's, it's just mm -hmm. another part of this thing that just makes me so happy to, to see this in the clients. So I love to hear these stories because, you know, again, on one hand, we get the world that's floating around us. There's a, I love the saying, there's a world within this world, if you look for it. And you found your world within the world. I'm pivoting and adjusting and expanding the reach and and actually the purpose of what you do uh, in the midst of some crazy times. And uh, and I think that's very exciting. And uh, it's a lot of times like things when things get rough, good things come out of it sometimes. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll look, you'll look back and, and appreciate this time of time of your life. Yeah. No, I, I I'm very in the moment. Right. I live in this world of gratitude, you know, I have a lot and I've worked hard for it and I'm grateful for it every day. I don't take anything for, um, for granted. All right. Well, I know you're not saying this for this reason, but I'm just curious what record you are trying to shoot for when you hit 70 in the cycling world. Oh, there's a thing called the hour record, which is how far can you ride your bike on a track in, in a velodrome in an hour? So this is an iconic thing in cycling. It's been going on since the 1800s. Um, the current elite record is right around 56 kilometers, which is just insane. 
um, I have the track record at the San Diego Velodrome here in my age group, and I'm heading out to break that in a month or two. Um, but it's really hard. I mean, I'm trying to get up into rarefied air and, uh, <laughs> oddly the record for the age group 65 to 69 is s- slower or shorter than the 70 plus record. Some guy 70 went faster than the 65 record. Oh, no kidding. So I've got my work cut out for me, but you know, I'm on a five-year program. I've got an amazing coach. I've you know, I was, was on the bike this morning. I'm going back for workout number two in a couple of hours. And, um, you know, it's another, excuse me, it's another full-time job. Yeah. No, yeah. It's fun. Well, it's it's, fun. That's definitely a passion as well. Jeff, uh, before we head out, uh, how can our guests or excuse me, our listeners get a hold of you? Should they want to inquire more about your services? Yeah. Uh, com. It's really simple. Like I said earlier, if you hit the contact form, it'll come directly to me. If you have questions about the coaching program or, or that training, there's a million other moving parts around my life. You know, we, um, I speak publicly on purpose, having purpose and using the, this bike ride that I'm working on this hour record as a sort of a kickoff point to talk about, you know, why we do things, what we do to wake up in the morning, what happens when purpose seems to go away. So, um, we have that going on. We just started a really interesting project called the Institute of Purpose. Oh, really? A name I just love. So that's just getting out of the gate. It's instituteofpurpose.org. And um, I'm on there. My, my speaker's resume and bio and all that is on that website. So, um, you know, doing... it's um, I'm in the world of helping people buy businesses. And the majority of my clients are fitting this 45, 65 range, a lot of outliers as well. But purpose is missing. And mm-hmm. purpose is without a purpose, it's it's uh it's worse than being broke. Yeah. <laughs> you're heading you're heading being... you're heading towards poor. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably worse than being poor. <laughs> but you know, it having purpose, saying it's it's important to have purpose is one thing, but actually living it mm-hmm. is so completely different. You know, mountain climbers say, you know, why do you climb a mountain? It's well, it's because it's there. But how does that serve society? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that do anything for your next door neighbor, for your grandkids? And so when I started working on this hour record attempt, it was very much that feeling. I'm going to do this record. It's going to be for me. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to have my, you know, my, Facebook page will light up. And then I realized really what I wanted to do was use this as a way to, you know, talk to people about, you can do anything, Mm -hmm. you know, you can find something you're good at and expand on it and turn it into any way to help people help society be contributory. And, uh, and that's kind of what I'm doing with the Institute of Purpose is, you know, building out content that guides people to say, well, you know, I don't have to just retire and then pull dandelions out of my yard all day long. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a difference in the world. Uh, fun stuff. Um, I just want to say, thanks. You're a busy guy. You're obviously a passionate guy, a purposeful guy, and uh, you've been a great addition to our show. So I want to say thank you for taking time on your schedule to come on the show and share your wisdom uh, and, and insight. I hope there's some people who are, 
Let me ask you, do you take rookie scuba divers, someone who's just say, hey, this excites me, I like oh, to yeah. learn, or do you got use all experienced? Oh, no, no, no. We have a huge entry-level open water program. And again, just, you know, get a hold of us and we'll point you toward the closest instructor and or coach. Great. We'll put all these notes, uh, all this information on the show notes, which will be on all uh, podcast platforms as well as YouTube in about two, three weeks. And with that, Jeff, I just want to th say thanks again and I uh, hope you have a wonderful day. All right, Rich. Grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Thanks. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.